When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone. It's Jen Duplessis. I wanted to share with you today um, some information that, that um, I think is really, really inspirational to help you through any diversity, regardless of your, your business, um, to keep yourself positive and you know, really have a fulfilled life that you can lead to your maximum potential. And um, so just bear with me while I share some some things to talk, some things to think about. So, you know, I want to start off with um, the fact that we need to come to terms with ourself, right? You know, or with yourself. Uh, come to terms with yourself and really keeping promises to yourself, um, whether it's diet, whether it's learning languages, whether it's making that, that phone call, you know, to a prospect, um, whether it's time with your family. Uh, we really, in order to live a fulfilled life to your maximum potential, you really need to come to terms with yourself and keep the promises to yourself. And I think that the only way to do that, and we hear this quite a bit about knowing your why, um, and I, I'm afraid that it's going to get underrated, that everyone's heard it, but I really feel that, and so obviously if it, if it comes out too much, the why, know your why, I think it will come on, it will fall onto deaf ears and I really don't want that to happen though, because it is so important um, in business that, that you really do have this why. So whether you call it why, whether you call it your passion, or whether you call it something like this, what am I under the influence of, right? And so we know, you know, the under, under the influence of alcohol, under the influence of drugs, these are all things that you overconsume, right? So are, in, in the course of coming to terms with yourself and keeping promises to yourself, what are you under the influence of? You know, what, what is holding you back from moving forward? Um, it might be those limiting beliefs that we all have. It might be um, fear, right? Fear of rejection. Uh, but what is it that you're under the influence of that's holding you back rather than the why and the passion that's pushing you forward? And I think that um, we can look at it two ways. We can, you know, you could definitely sit down and say, what is my why? What's my passion? Um, and I, I totally believe in that. But I also think that we have this something that we're under the influence of that's holding us back. And if we can identify what that is, then our why and our passion might be very clear to us. Now, the other side of things is identifying that why and that passion. So Darren Hardy's book, uh, The Compound Effect, you know, has a great illustration in it. And 
you know, so bear with me as I explain this. So we have two tall buildings. So think of the Twin Towers, not as tall, just two, two tall buildings. And between the two buildings is 100 feet, right? And you're on the 70th floor, and there's a plank, a wood plank that's between these, these two seven, you know, floors way up high. And it's, you know, 10 inches or a foot wide, and it's, you know, 70 feet long. And someone says to you, you know, look, I, you know, if you go from this building to that building at 70 feet up in the air on this foot long or foot wide plank that's 70 feet long, uh, if you go from this building to the other building, I'll pay you $100. And of course, the answer is absolutely not. Not interested. Don't even care. See ya, right? If someone said to you that if you crawl that plank or cross over that plank at 70 feet up in the air and they would give you a million dollars. You might start thinking about it, right? You say, oh, a million dollars. But then would I enjoy the million dollars if something happened to me, right? Um, so, so, you know, you start thinking about it, going, you know, I kind of like the idea. Um, and I want to consider it, but I don't know if I have the motivation to actually do it, right? So the next, the next is, what if someone said to you that your child was there? Now, for those of you who don't have kids, maybe it's your significant other, maybe it's your brother, your mom your dad. But let's say, for example, that you, uh, you know, your child was over in the other side, right? And so there's more motivation there than even a million dollars. But what if that building where your child is, that is 70 feet away, or that is um, 100 feet away, 70 floors up on a 12-inch plank, the, the building was on fire. And the only way to save your child was for you to go across that plank. It's a no-brainer, right? That's passion. That's motivation. You don't even think about it. So what's so great about that analogy is that your passion and your drive, your why, or what you're under the influence of right now that's preventing you from achieving, uh, you know, this maximum potential um, is something that you need to explore because it will, the, once you have that passion, absolutely nothing will get in your way. Not 70 floors up, not a 100-foot plank, and not 12 inches, right? Nothing will get in your way of achieving what you're passionate about. And keeping in mind that sometimes passion, as I've just explained in this analogy, sometimes passion isn't money. Sometimes money is the product of you living an authentic, genuine life. And so that, that becomes your, you know, your passion, and money is just the the stepping stone to getting there or the byproduct of it, you know, where you look back and go, oh, wow, look at that. I was me. I actually made money while I was pursuing this, this thing that I wanted so badly in life. So it's not something that's close. It's not something that is uh, right by you. This is something that's out there long-term. And so why are you in the business that you're in? You know, what, what got you in this business? Why are you serving people? I, maybe you could identify the passion as, you know, something that you're serving to people and helping them, you know, so why, why not just don't help yourself or help one person, but help many, right? So I think this is really, really important um, that you, that you know these passions. And by the way, it can be, pa a it can be an overlying passion in your life, which it is for me. That's how I, I identify with this is an overlying passion and everything I do feeds that passion in every business, in everything that I achieve, please that passion. But you could have some multiple passions, you know, things that, um, again, you want to accomplish. Maybe maybe the, the drive is to learn that new language, learn to play a piano. Maybe it's to travel. 
it could be a multitude of passions, but there's smaller passions that actually, in my opinion, feed into larger passions that you have a larger, larger goal in life. And maybe doing, you know, learning a language and learning to play the piano and traveling is just to have a, you know, tremendously fulfilled life where you're spending time with a significant other, right? And maybe that's the, that's the overall, the overall, but it's got to be so big, so important to you that, you know, your heart hurts, your chest hurts. You might even tear up if you're, as you're explaining it, right? That's how important it is. Um, so the reason why I tell you this is that I see so many people living day to day to day, you know, hitting that reset button every morning and, you know, way back you can, you can go, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, but there was a, there was a commercial, you know, for Dunkin' Donuts and every morning the guy would get up and, and early in the morning to, you know, make the donuts and stuff for us. And, and uh, by the, you know, by the time everyone started coming in at seven or eight in the morning, he was happy, but he was getting up really early in the morning and his, his, saying was time to make the donuts time to make the donuts and my husband uses that sometimes as well when he doesn't want to get up in the morning but if that's how you feel when you get up in the morning is like oh time to make the donuts I just got to go to work then you haven't identified your passion and it may not be that you're in the wrong business you might be in the right the right business but um, you've got to identify what makes you happy and makes you want to get up in the morning, right? I think that's that's super important. So these these self limiting uh, sort of an, um, obstructions that are you know it's obstructing what you're you're trying to achieve, you know, I think is really important. So the other thing is, you know, what am I? Is to ask yourself um, is your is your trying to identify all this and trying to you know have this fulfilled life with maximum potentials? What am I successful? You know, and base it on something you already have. You know, you are successful at a lot of things. It's that we're always looking forward and saying, what am I not successful at? And that becomes very defeatist. So I'm not saying to have a gratitude walk. I'm not saying to journal. I'm not saying to do any of that. If you do it all, it's wonderful. And I do it all, but I'm not saying you have to do that, but, but it's just that forward thinking, you know, of what am I successful at? What is it that I am really, really excellent at doing? And not in just one area you know, what, what is everything that you really get? Maybe it's, I mean, for me, it's cleaning the house. I'm German. <laughs> I am excellent at cleaning my own house. And it's one thing I will not let go of. Um, I know a lot of people say that's crazy, but um, it's kind of like gardening. You know, there are people that like to work in the garden because it's, it's soothing for them. It is for me. Uh, cleaning my house is soothing for me. I get time to think about things and uh, absolutely love doing it. So, you know, um, and then asking yourself, you know, what am I mediocre? mediocre, sorry, mediocre at, um, what needs to be improved? What would I like to achieve excellence in? Maybe I'm almost there. Maybe I'm 80% there and just one little thing would, would change, but it's really accepting, you know, higher standard for yourself, um, and recognizing that there's going to be pain. It's not going to be easy, but if that's what you want to achieve is just a higher level of excellence, uh, then it's just going that, you know, that little extra mile there. There's a great, um, it's called simple truths and you can find it on YouTube and it's called 212 degrees. So if you, if you uh, are searching for it, I would just do 212 degrees and it'll pop up on Google and top pop up on YouTube, but you really want it in YouTube because it's a video. Um, and it's about the fact that water is very, very hot at 211 degrees, but at 212 it boils. So it's not going from 211 to 300 degrees. It's going from 211 to 212. That one degree of difference could be the difference that you need to go from mediocrity to excellence or, 
you know, from excellence to maximum potential. And so identifying some of those, some of those things that you're very successful at, uh, be, and, and it will start showing through, you know, some of the passions that you have as well, you know, and, and again, pain will come and go as you're, do, as you're doing that. You'll have, you know, days where you have success while you're growing and you'll have days that you won't have as much success. You know, my key here, the key here, and I'm hoping that you're hearing is, uh, you know, don't give up on it. It's going to come and go, you know, the pain come and go. So think about it, you know, as you're, as you are, if you're working out, if you're someone who works out, um, you know, you have a little bit of pain for a couple of days and then it goes away and then you go back in and you can lift more weights. You can run longer. You can you have more endurance And the same, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you're going to have days where it's not as, as fun, right? You're really, really hungry, but this too will pass. And the next day and the next day, it'll get better and better and you'll be motivated. So pay attention to the pain and how you're overcoming that, you know, and how you're trying to live your you know, fulfilled life, you know. Um, so the pain, you know, as you're growing, I, I feel like pain is, you know, it's inevitable, right? You're going to have some pain. You're going to pay attention to it. But suffering where you're at, where you're sitting, it's a choice. And we choose to suffer. So, and the reason why we suffer, like not hitting the numbers that we want in our business, not being as successful as we are, want to be, not having the right relationships or better relationships with people. That's a choice to suffer through it. Not having money in the bank, right? Having too much debt. All of that is suffering. That's a choice. Getting past that, you're going to endure pain. And so the, the question is, do you, do you want to just avoid pain altogether? Because avoiding pain altogether will just keep you in suffering and things won't change. And the only way to have change, and Jim Rohn says it, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not I don't have it in front of me, but Jim Rohn says, you know, the only way to change is to take action, right? And so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go through a little bit of pain, but again, it comes and goes and, and it gets better. And you look back on it and you say, that was just silly. That was just silly that I was afraid to do that. And I was sitting there suffering because I made that choice to stay in the victimization of it, right? Um, so I think, I, I think that's, you know, super important. Um, and, you know, so how do we change, right? So how do we, how do we raise the standard, you know? Um, we do that through the people that we meet. And I think that, uh, you know, all the people that we're meeting, we tend to be, you know, in a what's in it for me, not what's in it for them mode. And so if we can look at the people that we're meeting and identify where we can help them and, and identify, you know, whether they have a success that, that we'd like to learn from, you know, and ask them how, what did they do right and what did they do wrong and how could we learn from that? but also offering help for them because you never know what they're going through, right? Um, the knowledge you gain, I think that's really important, but you have to apply it. You can't just gain knowledge. You know, I see people with droves and droves of notes and no action whatsoever. And listen, I, I get it because I'm a note taker too. I'm a copious note taker. I have thousands of notes where I will look at someone next to me and they've written down five things and I have 20 pages of notes. The difference is, will they act on those five things and then me going back through my notes and learning, learning from those experiences and identifying the things that I want to take action on and then prioritizing them so that, you know, and putting a timeline on them so that I actually put them into action and not all and not all at once, right? Just taking those little bite-sized pieces at one degree. Um, and I think that's, you know, extremely, extremely important. So, um, you know, the bottom line is you are where you are now because of your choice, your decisions, 
that's the bottom line. And you can either decide to be suffering or you can be um, decide that you're going to, uh, you know, come up, come across a little bit of pain to get to where you want to go. And I hear a lot of people saying, you know, next time I'll do it. I'll do it next time. You know, now's the time. In fact, right now, your future is a series of nows. Everything you're doing today is your future. So if you decide that you're going to have that snack, if you decide you're not going to walk, you're not going to work out, you decide you're not going to make a phone call, that's your future. And that's suffering, right? And the biggest regrets that we have are actions that we didn't take. So it's not about intention. Good intention, I get it. <laughs> good intentions are good intentions. But if you don't act on them, then people aren't going to... Um, People aren't going to move forward. People aren't going to, their lives aren't going to be changed and your life won't be changed. Right. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, what are you telling yourself? You know, it's these, it's these secrets that we keep, right. The lie that you tell yourself every day, you know? So let's say for example, you know, you tell everybody, everything's great. It's the outside you and the inside you, you telling everybody, yeah, business is great. I'm great. I don't need help. I, you know, this is a scarcity. Uh, outlook. I don't need help, but inside you're breaking. And if you know that you're in, in, and it's lying, right? It's it's a lie you tell yourself and it's a lie you're telling everybody else. But that lie that you're telling yourself is that you're okay when you're not. And if you're not, seek help from the people, get that knowledge, right? And take action. Um, there's a another quote, and I can't remember who it's by, but it might even be Warren Buffett. But, you know, he says something along the lines that, you know, um, real courage is asking for help. That's real courage. And we have to ask each other for help, right? So think about that. What is the lie that you're telling yourself outside while you're breaking inside and see if you can break that, you know, that, uh, that trend and, and think through, you know, the fact that when you do put yourself out there, you're going to have these failures, but gosh, they strengthen you. They absolutely strengthen you. So what are you holding on to? You know, what, what is it that you're holding on to that's preventing you from that unbelievable, you know, success that you have, that influence that you're under, something's holding you back, you know, and it's the courage to do things over and over, you know, it, and go through the pain, you know, and if you don't do it, just remember this, somebody may not be touched by you. Someone may not have their life changed by you. So you have to have the courage to do things that are painful for you so that others can, um, be touched by you so you can leave a legacy in life, right? It's truly important, you know, and, and, you know, when I'm thinking about this, um, your future is a series of nows and everything is that everybody thinks that when someone wins the Super Bowl, it's like, wow, that day, it's not that day. It's all the days before that, the hard work that make up that champion that make up that success. So all those things that you're, you're, um, that, you know, that you're working on if you are practicing, you know, or if you're coddled up. I was just talking to somebody on, on another podcast and we were talking about the fact that, you know, when the going gets tough, sometimes, sometimes the tough doesn't, don't get going. Sometimes what they do is they curl up in a ball with their blankie and suck their thumb. That's not who you are. That's not who I want you to be, right? I want you to be someone um, completely, completely different. And I'll probably do another podcast on how to, how to do this, you know, how to, dig deep and figure out, you know, what are some ways that, that you can pull yourself out of this influence as well. But I'm going to leave you with like eight things right now. 
Um, so get your notes up, <laughs> take notes. Um, one is being positive. Don't be negative. Be positive in everything that you're doing. Um, and I know it's hard, believe me. And I, I succumb to it all the time. I say to be positive and then I succumb to it and I catch myself, you know, we just went, I was just at a big gala um, charity event and they oversold it by 20 some table or 20 some people. And there wasn't a table. There just wasn't a table. And um, so we weren't eating and I just, I couldn't be positive. I was so angry. And then I got, what do they call it? Hangry, right? I got hangry, <laughs> hungry and angry at the same time. I was, and someone was saying to me, it's okay, Jen, have a drink. It's, you'll be happy. And I said, but that's not what I want. I don't want a drink to be happy. I want food. Um, so it's going to happen, but you know, be positive as much as you can. And every time that something comes out of your mouth and your tongue, you know, and in the Bible, there's more talk about tongues than there is about love. If you can believe that about what our tongues do to hurt people and to hurt ourselves. So be positive, have a work ethic that's really strong and don't procrastinate, you know, no procrastination, take action. Never create a relationship. So number three, never create a relationship without wanting to give first. Remember what I was saying about that when you're meeting people, you know, yes, you want to see what they can do to help you, but not to sell yourself, you know, not go in and pitch and sell, but never create a relationship without wanting to give to that relationship as well. You can't go in one sided. Absolutely cannot go in one sided. Be crystal clear about you. What, what sorry, be crystal clear about what you want or don't want. And sometimes it's easier to make a list of don't wants. You know, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to have to stay at home and not be able to travel because that then defines what you do want, right? Um, number five, be relentless in your pursuit of this. Absolutely relentless. Knowing your why and your passion is going to get you so far once you can identify it. Uh, be bold, you know, have a bold vision. Um, the two, you know, two different ways to play, like we were just talking about, you know, the inside and the outside of you, you know, make sure that your vision is bold enough that your inside thinking the breaking and whatever becomes the outside. So whatever you're trying to, you know, your persona is, you're trying to tell everyone that you're successful and you're happy and you're positive and all this and everything inside is, is burning. And have you heard this? I'm sure um, when people, you know, commit suicide, you're like, wow, I had no idea they were hurting that far much inside. So I'm asking you the same thing is not, not to that level, but what is counterintuitive to what is inside and what you're telling other people and telling yourself by telling other people something that's false and different, right? And then the practice and the doing, right? Like I said, with the championships, you've got to practice, 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 and do, do, do. It's not the good intentions that are going to get you in this world. It's the acting on them that's going to do. And remember that this whole process is a crockpot, right? To grow, it takes time. It really does. And, you know, you have to spend a little time getting, you know, getting through this. It's not going to be, you know, get rich quick. The key would be, you know, and everyone says this, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I get that. But what if you could do a marathon with a fast sprint, right? Identifying these, these areas and do a marathon with a fast sprint. At least we'll get there. But, but remember, you're in a crock pot. It takes time to grow. And don't jerk yourself out of that crock pot too soon. Make sure that you're working on you. And then think of this. Num the number eight is I will persist until I succeed. Be persistent. Not arrogant. Not aggressive. Sometimes not even assertive. But be persistent 
until you succeed. So there you go. Some tips for how you can have, have a fulfilled life and reach your maximum potential. I hope this has been helpful. Please go to iTunes, put some comments in there. You know, man, this was helpful. Or one thing about this that might be helpful that hopefully turn the tables for you and can take you on a better path for success. I'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's Lifetime Membership Program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.